Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the Sound Super Sound, episode 33. We bridge the culture through music. My name is Malcolm Alexander. Oh, I'm James Jodas. I'm Rob, the R.O.B. Hey, what's up? It's Corbin. Talking about a lot of beautiful music today. Guys, the weekend, formerly known as Abel Testnet, he ascends to a new level of fame, fortune, and fornication. Yeah, only a star boy can really get there. Of course, he can speak on it. And now back to number one on the pop charts. We're talking the weekend's latest album. Again, formerly known as Abel Tesfaye. It's called Starboy. It sounds a little something like this. Starboy, of course, Daft Punk on production. Mm-hmm. All them Daft Punk rumors, baby. Look, uh, where are we going to see Daft Punk yet, y'all? They're not playing. Don't they're coming. The hype. They're coming to America. They're coming this year, okay, uh, y'all? All right. Alive 2017. It's a real thing. I don't believe all those bloggers, bro. Hey, Come I'm, on. Look, look, look. They're I'm, right about Coachella. They were right about Coachella. Wait till you hear from the robots themselves. Hey, okay, <laughs> but did you see the Alive 2017 video they posted on the YouTube? The last time that that happened, it was some dude that was just bored doing his thing and made a whole <laughs> whole complicated troll of the internet. Hey, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just Don't believe saying. the hype, hype beast. <laughs> uh, and of course, shout out Rob Hunter. Yo, Billy Joel's sonic bending pop breakthrough. That's kind of what I see it as. And I appreciate you assigning it, of course. For homework, uh, he's captivated the audience for years, and he's now captivating the surfers with the stranger. Sounds something a little like this. And it seems such a waste of time. If that's what it's all about, Mama, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. I really love that album. Like it's so good. We'll get into it later on, but I was actually privileged to see him at Bonnaroo two years ago. Word? And I didn't really appreciate it as much as I did as of today. Nice. Good to hear. Speaking of Bonnaroo, the Bonnaroo two thousand seventeen underwhelming lineup mm. is out. It's you two. Which is pretty huge because isn't this their first like US festival uh like headliner? Yep. Like headlining. Ever. Eh. That's pretty significant. Red Hot so, Chili Peppers, who we slammed their latest album. Hopefully they play <laughs> zero cuts from it at Bonnaroo this year. But I bet you they're good live. They're still legacy act. Yep. They're still going to play it. Then we get into the weekend, which we're going to talk about the weekend star boy here in just a couple of minutes. Chance the Rapper, Major Lazer, Flume Lord, the 
double X's. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. The XX. The I don't even know. Whose album drops this week? Which we will be reviewing. That is coming up. The XX is phenomenal. Literally nothing about them. Well, you're about to, and I think that you're going to like what you hear. All right. And Travis Scott. We'll leave it at that. So those Glass Animals are playing, too. That was my album of the year last year, but uh, that... Bonnaroo is kind of like that. That's in Manchester, Tennessee. It's one of those things that people talk about. And that lineup, I'm not talking about it. It's made for the experience more than it is the festival itself. If you want an experience, Isn't it four just, days now. Like it, it's, it's always days, been four right? days. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, if you want an experience, I think that we just have to go to day for night. No. Yep. You go to day for night. <laughs> Yo, Your shout fans. out my man Gallant too. He's going to be at Bonnaroo. I'm looking forward to that. He's also going to be at a lot of festivals. I heard he's like. Uh, he made what Forbes top thirty for thirty recently. Heard yeah, he's, thirty he, under thirty. Uh, thirty under thirty. I heard he's like racking in fifty five thousand a show. That's good unbelievable. Uh, good for him, right? That's a that's a, that's a freshman year at NYU. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> hey, at least he's paying back every year at NYU that he was <laughs> there per show now. So uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he's good. And shout out to Chance the Rapper, who's going to be headlining more and more festivals this year. Yeah, that's amazing. He just got announced a uh, headliner for Boston Call. Calling as well, which is going to be at the end of May in Boston. Wow. wow. Along with Tool and Mumford and & Sons. Ooh. What? What festival is that again? Boston Calling. That's a newer one. Yeah. It's only a few years old. It actually just got announced not even an hour ago. Wow. Yeah. On there, Mumford & Sons, Tool Chance, Phony Bear, The XX, Major Lazer, Weezer. Solange. Solange. Nice Run the Jewels. Oh, wow. wow. I might have to go back to my hometown. Yeah. I'm about to hit that yeah, up. for real. Wait a minute. Cousin at the end of May? No, I can't. Hey, okay, but yeah. this is a, this is also at the same time as Sasquatch. Uh, oh, you know where my priorities lie. You know <laughs> yeah. where my priorities lie. <laughs> where the Sounds of Rivers bridge different cultures through music. Of course, reach out to us on our social media. We're at soundsurferspodcast.com. That's as well on Facebook and Soundsurfers on Twitter. Get into the weekend's latest effort today, Star Boy. Rob, start the conversation for us today, man. How you feeling? Where's the gay joke? All right, look, the, the album's okay. It is, it's too long. It's 18 tracks, and it's probably about eight tracks too long. It's very similar thematically. We know that the, the weekends, he likes his ladies. He likes his one-night stand. He likes his drugs. He likes his sex. Why did you put it? The very intro of the show used the, the three Fs, I think. Uh, fame. Uh, yep. Fornication. Uh, fornication. Yeah, fame, fortune, fornication, man. That's always been his... His shtick. That's his shtick. Yeah, but overall, there's some really interesting samples on this album. Corbin and I were talking about that prior to the podcast. There's some really dope beats on this. It's definitely worth checking out, but I could have done without eight tracks. I didn't even remember the name of the songs. I'd have to look them up on my notes here. But they were basically the same song in different words back to back. It was two songs about, about women and not connecting with them, and I was like, all right, I get it. Like, uh, you just I, said the whole album. No, I know, right? That's what you know, it is. It, a whole, the funny thing is, you're literally naming probably two of my favorite songs back-to-back. Back. Sonically, they're different, but Secrets to True Colors. That's it. That yeah. transition. It, it is literally <laughs> the, like, I know the secrets, and then on True Colors, he's just going to get deeper and ask like a girl's body count. And funny is that those are your two cuts. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 True I, Colors. I, I, I dive into it. I, I love them. Let's listen to it. It's uh, Secrets. Uh, that's the first song, True Colors. On the Sound Service podcast. It's a love, a love. I got you
That was my clip. That's Secrets right off The weekend's album. And before we get into discussion, uh, we're going to have a similar narrative how we discuss. Okay, let's get into James's cut. Right after that, another one of my favorite tracks on the album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, True Colors was the next song on the album, and uh, I really love that song. But, like, hold on. I kind of want to, like, do y'all mind if I, like, talk about Go the ahead. album? Like, yeah, I was going to. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I think that the album is, that the album's not good. Okay, like, I, I wasn't going to try to, like, put any type of, like, sugarcoating on it. Uh, the album's not good, I don't think. Um, I think that every artist has, like, some point, or every, like, pop artist at least has this point in their career where they reach a level of stardom and pretty much like all that they can like talk about at that point is just like how toxic like celebrity life is. And I think that his approach to that like type of album was just very lazy. I thought that the album was, uh, I thought that a lot of his writing was very, was very like, it, it wasn't, it's not provoking. It's not like unique. It, there's nothing about this album that stands out to me, wow. but True Colors was a really good song, and uh, I, I kind of like, like, it's a very, like, s- simmering, uh, like, true soul and R&B type stuff, where a lot of this stuff is is uh, very much, like, a lot more pop-driven, and True Colors is also kind of relevant to my love life right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to so tease us like that? Just going to let it be? All right, yeah. you know what? Let's get into it. True Colors. James just cut off uh, the weekend's album, Starboy. Baby, show me how to keep up. Okay. So yeah, that's and then that's just one of like the best produced parts. It, on it, the it whole. is. But there, here, here, here's where it's set, and here's where I think it actually is a good album. I think it's way better than Beauty Behind the Madness, mm-hmm. uh, which is his previous album. Yeah. Um, his album before that, Kissland, I thought to me was a complete flop. So when I I can't call it a, a bad album. I think this is actually one of the weekend's best work since the original trilogy uh, mm-hmm. of of his mixtapes. I with his writing, when I acknowledge it as pop music, yeah. he is elevated to a level of pop writing that is that is so digestible as opposed to me. Yeah. I think his more avant-garde or yeah. uh, first work. Is it way long? I would say so. Does it get Definitely very monotonous? Bloated. Very monotonous. And that's the problem with it. I mean, even those two songs, too, there was some interesting sort of uh, sort of the romantics had a song called Talk on Your Sleep in the 80s. He takes the basic, the chorus, mm-hmm. and he sings it in a different way. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the lyrics are completely different, but that, that chorus. And there's also a Tears for Fears sample in that song, too. And he also samples True Colors by Cyndi Lauper yes. on True Colors. And those are back-to-back oh. songs with the most obvious, obvious samples and obvious shout-outs to 80s music. I thought that was an mm. interesting placement of putting those two songs back-to-back. Interesting that you guys like those, too. You know, with the sort of '80s bass, and I do, I do think that that showcases the weekend sort of, you know, like like and love for music. You know, I know that one of his favorite artists of all time is like many of us, Michael Jackson. He says "Dirty Diana" is his favorite all-time song. He learned to sing falsetto with uh, "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." So there's obviously some Michael imprints on much of his sound, which everybody's known for years. He channels Michael Jackson in this entire album. In this entire album, you know, he even did a cover of "Dirty Diana" on one of his earlier mixtapes too. On yeah, on Echoes of DD, Silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. He did that on Echoes of Silence. Yeah, really? mm-hmm. that, that, um, it was the first no, track. It was the first track. 
Yeah. Uh, Even the single that, yeah, the single that's out now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Feel it coming. It's like total, Michael. Oh, yeah, oh mm-hmm. absolutely. Goodness. Absolutely. Goodness. I like it. I it's a it's a very pop album. Like I said, is it monotonous? Is the narrative the same? What it is, I feel with his earlier work, he did so much looking up and aspiring to the industry and resisting the industry. Uh, yeah, never lyrically. doing an interview. You know, like yeah. ne- ne- never doing an interview, never wanting to show his face, uh, and he talked of the industry as the outsider, saying, "I I, I don't like this fakeness." You know, and women are going to be women, and I'm going to pimp on women, or whatever. It, it's always been the same narrative from the weekend. He switches it up now. He just talks about it from a place of fame, fortune, and for- fornication. Now, now, now he has it. Now he's in the limelight. He's even comfortable in the limelight, but still does not. He doesn't care about his persona. He still does it. He still does the drugs. He still does the fornicating. Yeah. He still does whatever the F The weekend wants to do. And he actually changes it to a pop formula in this album. Like, he, like we said, he does channel Michael Jackson in this album. And some of those parts are the ones that shine the most. Without a doubt. Like I said, I feel myself dancing throughout the album oftentimes through the whole thing. And that's why it's like are his l- – lyrically, is it as deep or maybe, like, again, as avant-garde as House of Balloons, his original mix, his first mixtape, or Thursday, that, that original trilogy into Echoes of Silence. And then even going into Kissland and Beauty Behind the Madness, being familiar with those albums, they just flopped because there was nothing of shock value to me production-wise or even lyrically. But I feel like now he's at a place where he has pop runs, he has pop hooks that actually are really, really good. They're 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 catchy, they're they're infectious, and you can dance to them. It's an entertainment album. It, you it, know, very this, much. This is not a Kendrick Lamar album where you're like, oh, our Run the Jewels album that we talked about last week, where you're going to be left going, wow, he had that thought about the First Amendment, Second Amendment, and skipping right, <laughs> right to the fifth. You know, it's not, he, this is not what he is. I do think he's a, a very prolific songwriter. The way he puts words together. And and the length of his songs and the number of words he uses, because some of his songs he spits real fast, like a rapper in a sense, that there's a lot of words and a lot to be said in some of those things. And I want to point out the song Reminder, which I think is the third song on the album. It's the fourth song on the album. Thank you. He he talks about the, the, the reminder about who he is, but he says, I did a song about doing blow. And I won a kid show award in it, yeah, or I was nominated yeah. for a kid show award. <laughs> and I thought that that was those are the types of gems that are in there that that I liked because there was a couple of them, and you're like, wow, that was that was pretty cool. And he's not like he doesn't hide it. He's not being like a, a poet about it. As far as he's he's trying to give you a metaphor, he's going right straight for the meaning. Yeah, he said like, damn, like damn, B, I am not a teen's choice. <laughs> yeah, Cause exactly. Because he, he won a teen choice award, right? Yeah, uh, like last year or two years ago for uh, for camping my face and all that. And I think that's the funniest thing. You know, it's, it's again, it's, it's that resistance to the limelight. Which again, does the narrative get monotonous on the album? No, but I really like his perspective and where he comes from within the industry. Yeah, but you know, again, I, the, the, there's I don't know half the songs about drugs, half the songs about women. Yeah, cut them down in half. Give me four songs about drugs and four songs about women. I'm good. And just change. And, and again, his production, his his variety of sounds. Is, oh no doubt, is impeccable on the album. I love it. I I I love the switch ups. I love I love the movement. I love the energy of this album. Like I said, but 
for for eighteen tracks. That's and one of them's the the Star Girl interlude with Lana Lana Del Rey, who you know he's only oh, like kind of on the on the hook and on the on the but, chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Lana Del Rey because she posted posted an Instagram Instagram right after that uh, this album came out, and it's her acting this whole song out. Are you yeah. serious? Oh, yeah. that's really interesting. It, 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 it's really cool. Oh, like, man. she's singing it. Like, yeah, she's just it, it's sexy. Phone. She just has sex appeal. She just oozes sex appeal to me. I'm not the biggest Lana person. Me I don't either. like her but music, I, but I'm, like, I, attracted. But her, her and Abel have always been, like, really, really yeah. close, and they've always complimented each other very, very well. I feel like they've always... And they, they share like yeah. most same audience. <laughs> yeah, and 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 a similar narrative. I, I feel like they've they've been like they're kindred like sonic soulmates. Uh, mm-hmm. like in, in in a sense, and I I like it. Rob, I want to know because you mentioned the weekend as a rapper, mm-hmm. and people would think of him as as a lyrical rapper. Um, not in the same vein as maybe Frank Ocean to singing to rapping, but the weekend is just as versed in his vocals as he is actually in his verses. And he always likes to pair up with a lot of great rappers. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's popping out to you. If if you want to talk lyrically, what's popping out to you on the album? I'll give you the, the best song on the album by far is the song Sidewalks with Kendrick Lamar. It's not because of Kendrick Lamar. It's because it's the most personal song on the album. He talks about literally living on the sidewalk and living in the streets, and they never lied to him, and he never had a dad, so no one ever tried to son him. So that was the song I picked because I thought by far and above that was the song that had meaning in it, like a lot of meaning. That's why I loved it. I was like, this, and plus he does an auto tune. And you were talking about his vocal variety. We have a 100 word review that we're starting to do here on the podcast. That is one of the things we point out in that is that his vocal variety is very impressive on this album because he obviously has that falsetto that we all know, but he has, you know, he, he drops his voice low in one of the songs and he, I forget who he was trying to imitate, but he's like, he dropped the voice low and then sidewalks, he does auto tune. So there's three distinct styles just in three different songs right there. And I've I've just never heard his vocals actually sound this like crisp. And I I saw him live in Vegas one time, and I and I was I was a little underwhelmed from his vocals. But now seeing where he's at and seeing his live shows now, and hearing his album, and hearing him get you know in a lower register and a higher register mm. you, using auto tune, I think for you know not as a crutch but as a tool, I like it. I I like where he's evolved to. Yeah, I can agree by seeing him. I've seen him twice now. I saw him his first show ever mm-hmm. at Coachella in 2012. He was actually scheduled during the middle of the day, and he had a lot of audio problems. It was very tough for him. He had just dropped two of the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And then I recently saw him last year at Hard Summer. He was one of the headliners, and he uh, changed. And so it's it's definitely different. Um, you know, I totally agree with you, Rob, uh, but let's hear it out of the song Sidewalks. Every time you see me pulling up in the Ventadors, just know we've been grinding on them sidewalks. Plus, that beat is, is so, I thought it was so different with that. But listen, there starts this. And I wanted to get the hook in there because the sidewalks part was important. And Because you look at the song like, sidewalks, what's he talking about? He's like literally talking about sleeping on a sidewalk. Yeah. I ran out of tears when I was 18, so nobody made me but the main streets. Because too many people think they made me. Well, if they really made me, then replace me. As in, you know, that's a sort of a humble brag right yeah. there in the sense that I made myself. 
Homeless to the Forbes list. These ends bring no stress. I feel like Moses. I feel like I'm chosen. <laughs> like that's what I'm like. That was the best lyrical content to me. Oh my god! You know because it comes at you from a rap standpoint. That's a rapper verse sung in auto tune, but it's so personal that I was like, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. poignant. And I, I even love the latter part of that verse where he says, you know, uh, like, like you said earlier, grew up in the father so nobody else can son me. My flow too sick. Kevin Costner could touch, touch me. me. Yeah. I was like, wow, what a touchables <laughs> reference. That's lit. I was like, wow. Uh-huh. Like, man, like, I, again, it, it was witty. It's smart. It's, I feel like he executed a side. My biggest knock on sound is being way too long. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, Big time. Because I don't ever see, I will be shocked, and I, I will give The weekend more credit when i see him evolve out of drug and women uh like content exactly i will i will be blown away but my 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 main knock on them is just being too long because i i think he executed so well he knew exactly what he was doing like lyrically and paired up with his production on this album i think it was very well executed just not executed well enough when it comes to the track listing being 18 tracks long like no one just wants to hear that much about drugs and women i i it, See, but that's that's the weekend. That's who we all know who the weekend is. If you've been following him for a long time, then you he know. is drugs. He is women. He is sadness. He is a sad man. Like this album is sad. To me, this album is a breakup album because mm-hmm. obviously he was doing stuff on this album right before he broke up with Bella Hadid. Yep. And there's a lot of songs on there that are really like reference his relationship that he didn't even finish till. The album basically a week before the album got released. Yeah, so but it's like, interesting because there's there's so many references to not wanting to be that. There's a couple monogamous songs on there, mm-hmm. and that there's like they're sprinkled in, and I'm like, and I was a little confused as to what he's trying to be because he's tra- he's he's confused if he wants to be the Lothario or he's confused if he wants to be the guy yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm your man type situation. Uh, that's what I got out of it. I got out of it like you know, like I said, he channels MJ in a lot of this album. I know it sounds crazy, but he sounds like Michael Jackson on a lot mm-hmm. of it. And there was one song that really stuck out to me was called uh, "Love to Lay." That really, really sounded almost like a Billy Jean homage. When I told Very similar narrative to Billy Jean, you know, mm-hmm. like he's basically saying that she's a hoe no matter what. <laughs> and the other part I thought was interesting, the follow up track to that was a lonely night. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of love. Delay. He's the one doing it to someone now. So love delay. Someone does it to him and then he does it to someone else in the next track. I thought that was an interesting sort of juxtaposition of those two. But that's the whole breakup. Yeah. So he's reacting to her doing this like so he's he's the one getting cheated on or. I don't even know if you want to consider cheated on. Mm-hmm. He's the one that has this girl who he's in love with, but she's out doing her own thing, and then all of a sudden he reacts, and that's what the next song is about. It's a very it, the the narrative of the album flows really well, but it is too long, just like we said, like because he's telling a story about his crazy mind of he's famous, he's doing drugs, he's. Trying to lock himself down. Fortune, but then fame, he, and fornication, man. <laughs> he gets confused. He's confused. He wants to go back and get get his girl. And then he's, 
on another song, he's getting a blowjob driving down the street. You know, that's wow, basically the wow. entire that's, song. <laughs> yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that's good. Well, then where does this album lie? Within the slaps. It's the weekend. It's Starboy. If you're listening, connect with us on social media. Soundservers on Twitter, soundserverspodcast.com, and soundserverspodcast on Facebook. You let us know how you would rate the album. Surfers, I'm going to go around the room. I'll start. I will. A solid 3.2. A solid 3.2. Because I can dance to it. Right. Uh, there's some. There's some. There's some worthiness to listening to it. I've added, like, I've made my perfect Starboy album, and it's it's eight songs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how long it is. I could do with eight songs on the album that I literally love and I will be coming back to for a very long time. So, yeah, it's about half the album's good. But half the album's so good. So, right about, you know, half would be two and a half, so the mm-hmm. beats give it a little bit extra. Yeah, oh, the, the, the beats right? give it extra. And the beats, the beats are good. I'm right around you. I'm going to go with a 3.3, Malcolm. I'm going to go with a 2.9. Uh, I'm going to go 3.5. I, I actually like enjoyed more than eight songs. I enjoyed about maybe 10 or 12. Okay. But a lot of those tracks, like Ordinary World, chuck that thing. Chuck it out the window. <laughs> but, okay, can, can we talk about Die For You, though? Like, Oh, yeah. That, that, man, I just knew someone was going to use that as their cut. I, I uh, was going to use that as my uh, cut, but I really was, liked the MJ homage. Uh, uh, but Die For You yeah, that's is a, awesome That's song. one of the eight. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that, that, that's one of the eight. And then Into I Feel, I it, feel coming. it Coming. I Feel It Coming, yeah. that's uh, one of Well, the two. the two tracks that were produced by Cashmere Cat – which were Ooh. Attention and Die For You are two of the best Ooh. songs on the album. There was my problem, though. Man. By the time I got to Die For You, I was done. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I was like, done. He was, was dead. Like, like, every <laughs> time I listen to the album, like, like four or just, five times. Like you just get fatigued I was going fatigued. through 18 tracks like of all this like regularness, all this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my Basics. gosh. It's The <laughs> weekend's Star Boy. Of course, with the Sound Surfers right here on iHeartRadio, we bridge different cultures through music. And right now, my man Rob Hunter, he has some homework. Don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. This is that homework. Brought fun- the homework. It's fundamental. This is a follow-up to James's Ohio players assignment from last week. It's a similar error, late 70s. I mean, Ohio players kind of mid-70s. Yes. But it's just a different genre altogether. So I wanted to bring the songwriter-storyteller, and in my opinion, growing up in the uh, – I was born in 1978 – Right, and Billy Joel's like heightened of his career. There's no better singer songwriter, at least in the '80s, than Billy Joel. So I signed the 1977 album "The Stranger," which is just filled with great stories, a couple of love songs, just good, good stuff, good music. Oh. I love this album. Like I was everything about like, this really album. Shocked. I, I really <laughs> love this album. Honestly, like I wasn't was, sure how you guys were react to it. Yeah, no, he's like <laughs> king of adult contemporary. Like oh, he right? really kills it, man. Like he really. But genre bending, it. yeah, genre yeah. bending. Can I say how blown away I was at his attention 
to like not only vocal detail but but literally See, staying in a pocket. Like I feel like coming... he's the best like unsinger. Like he, I, I don't even feel like he had that good of a singing voice. But I do feel right. like a lot of the content like of his lyrics like made yes. it passable and how he used his vocals. Right, a- absolutely. Like like even in moving out like that 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 stutter yeah, effect but, that he uh, was on. A, yes, I oh love yeah. it, love it, and, and, no. and moving in. Uh, you know, to Vienna and and and, and oh my God, say goodbye to Hollywood. Like it, it is, I I hear so many at like so many different sonic colors kind of coming together yeah. in an album that I have I have never dived into Billy Joel a day in my life. But let me tell you, after this, Rob, thank you so much. I am a fan of the piano man. Shout out to the Bronx, New York. Well, that's, uh, this is such a New York, but it's kind of like a New York kind of meets blue collar, which obviously right, a lot of New right. York is blue collar. It kind of comes from from that particular standpoint. But it's just even in, in moving out, I mean, he's telling the story of Anthony works in a grocery store, saving his pennies for someday. Like he's right. telling Anthony's story, uh-huh. but he's trying to move, but he can't afford to move. He's got to go get a house in Hackensack out in New Jersey in the suburbs right outside New York City. But that's all you get for your money. Right. Like you want me to spend 300 grand on a house that it's, you know, two bedrooms or whatever. So it's like that's what I just you can picture everything that Billy Joel does. He brings the emotion out of you and it's not even about you. Right. He makes right. you he puts you in that person's mindset. And that's the best thing about Billy, Billy Joel. He is a songwriter for your emotions and he he doesn't have it it's basically he wrote this album about himself, but he put other characters. Yeah. So right. he, so he can make us relate somehow to the album. And that's the best part about it. He is the best storyteller that I've I'm not going to say I the best, so. but one of the best storytellers that I've ever listened to. Yes, mm-hmm. honestly, yes. wholeheartedly agree. And uh, like, and that's what I was going to say is like even more like uh, like because you were talking about how he puts different characters in it because like the way that the album uh, like and how like the way that the, that he tells all these stories it makes you want to believe that like it's some kind of like thematic like there's one constant like theme running through it. But, no, it's, like, all just these different scenarios, mm-hmm. and he's just, like, really, really good at, like, tying and balancing all these different, like, themes and settings together. It's really, really incredible. It's riveting. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is so riveting. Like, I, I'm blown away. Like, I'm so mad that, like, it took me, you know, like, you know, you have your ideas of, of who Billy Joel is growing up because, like, you just don't dive in. Right, and you think of, you know, because after this, he got, like, real, he married Christy Brinkley. Yeah. He got super poppy. Like, this album's. It did pretty well commercially. Was, right. I, I was going to say, like, this is pop, but, like, it's it's not, like, pop without a cause or just it's pop not, for, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not very tell well her about it, which yeah, you it, might know. It tell very well compliments, about like, it. right, right, right. Yeah, it, it very well compliments, like, a lot of the, like, a lot of the lyrical content. And then also just, like, his voice as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like with Starboy, uh, like, it, since we're talking about pop albums, like, I feel like with Starboy, it was just like, you know, it was this was just pop because, you know, he's just trying to make records. But this was pop because, like, he really, uh, like, he really had something that he was trying to, like, communicate and get across to people. Yeah. And he, he wanted, makes like, the music to a, feel a, a story, way. a pop song. Right. Yeah, exactly. What he does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I love the variety of stories on the album. Oh, you yes. know, he opened up with a story about, like, a young man rather than like you know it's not it's not all love songs it's it's not all coming of age songs right. he delivers a cohesive album with sonic and like like narrative variety 
right. uh, and, and and it just meshes, it flows, it and, and just it's not like you, too much. You know, you're not, not overwhelmed. You're not overwhelmed by any means, and and I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a forty stories. minute listen, yeah. so it's yeah. a quick listen. It's easy to stay tuned into it. But straight imagery. Like yeah. I, I, I found myself like Anthony's songs come on. I saw myself start my day, picking up my lunch pail, like get ready mm-hmm. to clock uh-huh. in at my factory and, and start building. I was like. Is it, am I like a, a Detroit Steel like yeah. pimp right now? Like, let's go ahead and get this. It's very theater of the mind, like very, they used to yeah. tell us. They that's how you get in the radio business. That's one of the things I say is make it theater for the mind, and that's what Billy Joel does. So, and I don't know this. The way it was put together is crafted really well, and a lot of these tracks were very noticeable, and it was very hard to choose our very cuts. Difficult. Oh man, I had hard. a very difficult thing because I love. Of the nine songs on the album, I love seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was very, very hard to, to pick a track. I wasn't sure. Like, but and I love seven. <laughs> Corbin. Yeah, straight up. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, the first seven for me. The first seven songs are just like, these are phenomenally written, phenomenally mm-hmm. produced. Phil Ramone pro- helped produce this album. Who is a oh, fantastic yeah. producer. Yeah. Who was that? Maybe. Uh, who He's done that? multiple artist stuff. And he actually, after this album, he kind of stuck to doing the adult contemporary stuff. Uh-huh. But. Uh, Kenny Loggins, he produced some Kenny Loggins. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, so he, Paul Simon, he did some stuff with Simon Garfunkel. He worked with the James right. Taylor, and Bob Dylan, when, uh, more folksy. He worked with Aretha Franklin as well. And Billy Joel kind of took over Simon and Garfunkel, right? Like as the like pop rock radio. Yeah, because they had you know had their falling out, and yeah. Yeah, he was just everywhere. I mean, this is you know, that's crazy. Corbin, toss it up, okay? Uh, the coin. Uh, clips because I want to get into it. I swear. I want to start. I feel, I feel like we all got like just don't every track. I, know, I every clip get, is going to so be fire. I know. Planning on what you guys picked. <laughs> I want to start with to me what I thought was the best song of the album, but it wasn't my cut because, because it was the yeah. well cra- most crafted best song on the album. It was Rob's cut from Scenes from Italian Restaurant. Ooh. Brenda and Eddie were the popular steadies and the king and the queen of the farm. Riding around. Always more of a hit at the Parkway Diner. We never knew we could want more than that out of life. Sure, the Fender and Eddie would always know how to survive. It's just the way it starts, too. It starts, and it's the two of them, Brenda and Eddie, sitting down in an Italian restaurant, but it's from his, Eddie's point of view. I never knew that you could look so fine after all this time. You know, you lost weight. I did not, whatever. And then it goes into their story. So it's like a reverse almost storytelling as they're sitting down. And then it's like a time warp goes back to them being in high school when they first got together. And they were the king and the queen at the prom. And then it ends back at them sitting at the restaurant again. And it's like this sort of life story wrapped up in a seven-minute song. And it's crazy. It's, it's, not, it's not like The weekend in regards to like people having to imagine this life of fame and fortune. Right. It's, it's, like, it's so relatable. It, it's so relatable. It's so accessible. It's, it's like, oh, my God, I remember, like, I remember like my, my prom. Like, I remember being there. And, and, yeah. And all, like, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that like, you literally can put yourself. Like, he's speaking through, through us. You know, like, I think everyone listening, we, we, there's a token that either we can relate to or that we've lived through. And, you know, when you get a little bit older like me, you'll have a friend that has gone through a divorce mm. and that might still be friendly with his ex-wife or ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends was in that scenario where he, she used to work at a restaurant. It was like her part-time gig. And he'd go to the restaurant and he'd hang out with her. And he'd sit at the bar and he'd have a couple of drinks and she'd pour him a couple of drinks. And it's like that scene, you know, and they'd reminisce and 
the whole thing. It's like those two getting together, even though they had this divorce, and they reminisce. And he writes it in this one song, and it's their whole life story. And it's it's just the way it's written and the piano, the way he obviously is the piano man. But it's just it's phenomenal. It is from front to back. I I really love it. It it, it was something for me. Like I I'm I resonated to a track that I feel was like a sonic standout for me, and I think it was the point on the album where I was like, wow, he could like. He can almost do like Latin or like bossa nova. <laughs> and he made it sound right. And it was this track called Get It Right the First Time. And that was like a lesson that like my dad would like always drill in me. And so I literally felt like like right. biblical was like my pops like telling me. <laughs> like the whole like starting off like I don't believe in first impressions. For just this once I hope that looks like don't deceive. I ain't got no time for true confessions. Like just kind of get into it like yo like forget the BS. Like be the realest thing that you can be and get it right the first time. That's the song, and it sounds so, so, so dope. I don't believe in first impressions. Just this once, I hope that looks going to see. I ain't got time for true confessions. Gotta make the move right now. Oh, it's so cool to me. I love that song. That is like, and the flutes that come in after yeah, that. Yeah, man, it, it it is so. It was so like big band. It was so orchestral. I I loved it, it and it was so great. I am so you mad. You definitely at hear that spiciness, like of the Latin, like it's you know, straight that spiciness, yeah. man. Uh-huh. Like I feel like, he, yeah, he got some. And I, I was like, if I, I, I was, yeah, no, the hips. Get oh man, like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> my hips started moving. I wasn't expecting to listen to a Billy Joel album. Yeah, my hips yeah, moving, yeah. And like, but that song, I was like, Billy, what you doing, man? Yeah. It, it was, it was really cool. James, what do you love most on this album, man? Man, okay, uh, one of my favorite songs on the album was actually the third track, uh, "Just the Way You Are," and I. Really what I like about this song so much is that, like, the sax solo is unlike any other saxophone solo I've ever heard, like, in my life. And it's just so, like, it's so, like, sexy, but it's not seductive at the same time, like, how you'd hear most sax come in. And I think that uh, another thing that this song does is also show, like, his versatility, like, with his songwriting as well. Because he also, because, like, he has a couple songs on the album where he's kind of, like, disparaging women. Uh, like sometimes, uh, like you know, it can kind of seem, it can kind of come off as the like he's like a little misogynistic. Only uh, the good least. die young. When yeah, he's trying to get the Catholic girl. Get it all with them. Yep. Exactly. Which I love that song because it's literally about Virginia, and his high school crush was a girl named Virginia. So, yeah. oh wow. You know, and I just wow. and again that storytelling because you know if you grew up especially in the Northeast, a lot of Catholic girls, yeah. goody two shoes, and and I love the line, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. But I was actually taken wrong when the album yeah. came out because they thought he was talking about a virgin. Oh. Right, not, not a girl named Virginia. So yeah. it was mildly controversial is the way they there said was actually, it. Two, two of the tracks were very controversial. And that, that's what I also, like, on first listen, I was like, is he talking about virginity or virginia the virgin yeah, yeah virginia the virgin yeah. see and i was like so it is you know it's it's that double entendre but again an element to storytelling that makes this album so compelling and real and right. very very real and just the way you are is just like that's a very beautiful song corbin play that thing
Yes. No, that's just like just it's just so soft and so like gentle and really just like that whole part of like that whole section of sound mm-hmm. like very much matches the mood of the song. And if you catch kind of the lyrics and the lyrical arrangement of the song to go with that saxophone, it's really absent on typical hook. And a lot of his songs yeah. are kind of absent of that typical that we now know as, you know, you have your bridge, you have your hook, you have your lyrical content. His is more of a. You know, it just says, I love you just the way you are, but it doesn't really repeat the word seven times like modern hooks in a lot of ways. Right. And for pop songs to change the script on it like that, like you have your format, he 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 was able to do that quite well. Even in the good die young, he says that phrase quite a bit, but not in the traditional right. traditional sense. I feel you. There is no way that you can rank this album. There is no, no way. This is fundamental. This is one of those albums that like I put up there with, you know, my, my ABCs, like when I, I I don't know maybe maybe I'm speaking I'm not speaking premature I, like this is one of those albums that, that's going to be in a, in a top thirty that gets played for like my child like right. when he's first born like it, it's gonna be up there with like we don't get to like, learn about music for real for if, right. you wanna, if you want to learn about music like this is fundamental this is here this is the purest form of storytelling this is sonic gold um there Rob thank you. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yep, yes. he had there's so many good songs. Everything was so recognizable growing. It, it yeah. reminded me of growing up too. Exactly like yeah. you said, it's very nostalgic. Speaking of uh, uh, recognizable, what I uh, another thing that I kind of thought was cool was uh, this first track called "Moving Out." Anthony song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Family Guy did an episode called "Moving Out." Brian song, and it was about when him and Jillian were breaking up. And uh, like, and so I just like I saw that first track, and I was like, "Oh wow, really? Like that's where Family Guy got that from? Hmm, interesting." So but, like, that was just <laughs> like a, that's a cool like sidebar thing that I don't. No doubt. But, yeah, Corbin, what'd you pick? Since I stole your song, uh, well, I ended up going with the other single off the album. Uh, She's always a woman to me, just because that uh, that song is just there's a lot of meaning in that song. You know, just it's it came off as misogynistic because of you know he's basically talking down, but. It's it's still a love song and it's still a good story. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's done, it's and this just, is 1977. Yeah, it's too. 1977. <laughs> Different standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say something now and it'll get taken out of context. Yeah, exactly. But I'll just play it. She can kill with a smile. She can wound with her eyes. And she can ruin your faith with her casual lies. And she only reveals what she wants you to see. She hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me. She can lead you to love, she can take you or leave. She can ask for the truth, but she'll never believe. The best part about that is just looking at every single one of you guys. We all went into our own minds. We all looked down. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And, we all were just like, And wow. you all were thinking about one person. I don't know who it is who, for any of us. Well, we know Rob's because Rob's married to her. <laughs> <laughs> Although no, she really, doesn't, doesn't have these place. casual lies of Billy Joel. So, <laughs> But I'm just saying you thought of somebody, and that's the best part about Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. He puts you in that mindset of what he's singing about, and it, it evokes this memory it brings it out of wherever, it, how it triggers. I don't know how it does it, but that's just the way it does. And Billy Joel is the best at that. Yeah, and Amy always keeps it, like, not even 100. She keeps it 300. Yeah, kind of and again, without a, hook, without a hook. <laughs> without a hook. She always, always, he doesn't have to say she's always a woman to me 100 mm-hmm. times. He says it at the end of the first verse, the end of the bridge, et cetera. But that's it. it. It's like 
the traditional part of the song is so different. That's what get back to you guys with the fundamentals here. And Billy Joel's like throwing curveballs on some stuff. Yeah, man, it it is, it's it's compelling. It's spicy. It's pop. It's hot. It it, it is the ABCs. It's, it's just a, good it's, good it's, damn music. It's good damn music. Mm-hmm. It is the building blocks to to what we do right here on the Sound Surfers. Rob, like, thank you, dog. Thank you, Rob. That Indeed. was that was that, that, that was crazy. I was a little worried about that one. I'm glad. I, I'm I don't glad. Know, I don't know how like the I don't know how you follow that 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 kind of homework up. Yeah, like y'all realize that we have really been hitting the homework. Like the homework assignments have like. That's why it's guess, part of the show. We get to like share kind of our musical experience with everybody else on the show. So that's well, why it's fun. Hey. We appreciate everyone listening, of course. We're the Sound Surfers. We, we, we bridge different cultures through music. Mm-hmm. It's plain and simple. We do it every single week, as you can hear right here on iHeartRadio. We're on social media. Let us know if you have homework assignments that you want us to do, album review recommendations. You can connect with us on social media, SoundSurfersPodcast.com, SoundSurfersPodcast on Facebook, Sound Surfers on Twitter, and Rob, thank you for the 100 review on The Weekend Starboy. That was our album review of this episode. Go on to SoundSurfersPodcast.com right now. Also on our social media, we just sent the link out. You guys are going to see it, of course, right here after episode 33. Y'all ready for my homework? Let's do it. Okay. So, in light of of, of a very tragic 2016, you know, losing a lot of uh, theater and music uh, greats, I want to administer my my first list as, as homework. Coming off of the light of me being blown away, uh, that Hans Zimmer is on the Coachella lineup. I want to know what are your top three movie scores? Ooh. In the light of Carrie Fisher passing away, mm. Debbie Reynolds, uh, Debbie Reynolds singing in the rain. Are you talking about full albums? Or are you talking about just pieces? I'm talking pieces. I'm talking pieces. Uh, I'm talking pieces. If you if you want to think album two, I will totally open it up and we can break that down. If you guys want to get into albums, but I want to know scores. John Williams mm. is here. Hans Zimmer is here. There right. are so many incredible. Pharrell uh, has scored movies. Pharrell has scored Trent movies. Reznor from Nine Inch Nails yeah. has scored a couple movies. Several movies. Several. Several. And just another one that's coming out, too. Yes. Again, and, and, and we can get into it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm talking uh, stage plays. Um, and I, I will open it up to stage plays as well. Stage plays that, you know, become in movies or, you know, made for TV. But when it comes to theater and when it comes to music, we're going to bridge that. On the next episode, I want to know your That's top a three. Mm-hmm. That's that a curveball. I, I want to know your top three movie theater scores. Mm. Okay, I think I can mess with that. Love mm. it. Can we break that down? I love it. I love you guys. I love you guys listening. Or the sound. Does the surfers. juice soundtrack count? The uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it counts. It counts. It counts. It counts. Wait. Okay. So are we talking soundtracks or scores? Because, like, soundtracks yeah, are just, like, yeah. songs that scores, like, people scores, select. Scores, yeah. scores, okay. scores, scores, scores. Uh, okay. If it was soundtracks, oh, my God, I could go in. Uh, and uh, a, a massive achievement. Shout out to the brand-new APD of our AM stations here at iHeartRadio, Phoenix. Um, if you guys are listening right now, of course, you're listening on iHeartRadio and on iTunes. But you're also listening in Tucson, Arizona. We're right here yes, on those sir. AM airwaves. 1450 KTZR, Sound Surfer, 6 o'clock, sun- 7 o'clock Sunday nights. Oh, 1450. Uh, always more to come right here from the Sound Surfers, right here on iHeartRadio. We bridge different cultures through music. Thank you so much for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.